Hello and welcome everybody to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. If you're part of Cross Point Church, I'm so glad that you're along for our journey, 40 Days with Jesus in the Psalms. Um, if you've been invited by a friend and uh, you don't even you're not a part of Cross Point, I'm glad you're here too. Um, we're going to be in Psalm 28 today. We've been making our way um, from Psalm 1 through 40, walking each day with Jesus. Um, I'll speak for myself. I've heard many encouraging words from you guys, texts, people coming up to me in person, emails. Thank you for that. And then also for me, man, this has done a lot of good for me just to be recording these and making these because um, a lot of good reminders. You know, the Lord has used the Psalms in my life to build up my prayer life so much and draw me close to him. And on some of the days when I've been doing these, I've been having a good time. And it's been a good time in life. And other times when I've been uh, doing them, it's been a pretty um, discouraging time in life. And it's been cool because to me, that's the point of the Psalms and Jesus lifting us up is that they don't change. You know, my time, my days, sometimes I feel cool and close to God. Sometimes I'm just medium and sometimes I feel very far and like I'm having a hard time. But God and his psalms don't change. And so coming to making these recordings has reminded me of that. And so for that alone, man, this has been a good process for me. All right, we're going to be in Psalm 28. And what we do is read it through all the way from the ESV. And then um, we'll just focus a little bit on how this could um, help us pray, how we would respond in prayer, and how we can see more of Jesus in Scripture and, and just grow closer to him as our Savior and, and the person of God. And today we're going to be talking about enemies, okay? There are some stuff in here about enemies, people who mean you harm. You know, maybe they know what they're doing, maybe they don't, but one way or another they mean you harm. And we have them, everybody has an enemy or two, the devil for one, and then you might have collected a few others in your life. And so they're real, we deal with them, and I want to know, how do I pray? What's some ways I could pray for my enemies? So Psalm 28 reads like this. To you, O Lord, I call, my rock, be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands towards your most holy sanctuary. Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward. Because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the work of his hands, he will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. O save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Okay. Um, First and foremost, We are told by Jesus that we should love our enemies, and then he modeled that, okay? People were against him, and they actively worked against him, but Jesus did not work to see them destroyed. He lived his life and did his ministry to give them a way that they could be saved, that they could be redeemed, okay? So ultimately, Jesus died for his enemies, 
okay, and saved them and paid the penalty for their sin. What is neat is in the meantime, as we see him living his life in the four Gospels, is that Jesus carried out the work of the Lord, which means that everything his enemies wanted to see happen was defeated, okay? Like, Jesus was a warrior for God, and he destroyed the work of the devil. And anyone who wanted to work with the devil to try to resist the kingdom of God and resist Jesus, Jesus' work removed them and removed their their work and their attempts to destroy what God was doing through Jesus has been removed. So God defeats his enemies. Sometimes I think we can get the idea of, man, if we have to pray for our enemies and and pray for those who spitefully use us, is are we somehow agreeing with them? Like, aren't we supposed to care and want good to win? Oh, absolutely. And in Christ, we know that good will win. And there have absolutely, like our prayers, we know from this psalm, for instance, definitely include praying that what the enemies of God mean to happen, how they're trying to destroy our culture and destroy humans and mislead children and all that stuff, we definitely have a mandate to pray against that, you know, to ask the Lord to see it. So without me preaching too much, let's read what this says here. Um, First of all, it started with asking for mercy, and then we go to verse 3, okay? Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. The Bible knows all about people like that. Jesus faced people like that, and so do you. Give to them. This is a prayer, okay? This is how you turn. When people are working against you, this is how you turn your enemies over to God. He knows what to do with them. Yes, if they are humans, he loves them. He died for them. But in the meantime, we turn them and their works over to God in prayer. Here's verse 4, for instance. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward. Because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the work of his hands, he will tear them down and build them up no more. So we have no problem with, you know, the enemies of God who are working to put to change this culture and put it in a direction that's anti-God and we have no problem praying that God will un, will dismantle, will undo that and save many people from it. And the witness we have is Jesus spoke against the people who meant him evil and were misleading the people in the culture he was born into. And both of those powerful cultures, Rome, as it was in his day, and the religious leaders and cultural leaders of his time, they're both gone now. You know, everything they did, Pilate did to try to preserve his place and everything that Rome did to try to preserve their power and everything that the Pharisees did to try to preserve their hold over history and their community, it's all gone. It's all gone and so is everything else that tries to exalt itself above God, above what Jesus is doing, above the kingdom of God. It's fierce, it's a mess, it's big and it's in our face, but in prayer we can turn all that stuff over to the Lord now, that means really turning it over, okay, because sometimes we're going to get a surprise where someone who used to be an enemy, like I'll just put this out here, if you know someone in politics who you just can't stand and you think they're just doing everything wrong, when we pray for them, we can pray, Lord, keep them from you know doing this, which is anti-God and anti-Christian. I just pray that you will frustrate the works of evil in our political system. You know, Please help, and you're praying for this person by name. 
Well, now if they give their heart to Christ and change, are you going to be happy or are you going to be a little disappointed that God didn't get rid of them? Okay, that's what we have to keep in mind. That's the Apostle Paul, okay? The Apostle Paul was a virulent enemy of God's because he was an enemy of Jesus, of the Messiah, of his church. And Jesus confronted him in order to save him. Jesus destroyed the works of Saul the Pharisee in order to bring out Paul the Apostle, a friend of Jesus, okay? So ultimately our prayers that God would dismantle the work of the enemy and in our enemies, our prayers need to be redemptive in nature. It's not God destroy them as much as it is God destroy what they're doing. Keep, you know, that's a fine prayer. We hear, we hear it right here. And then we have this reason to rejoice, okay? This is verses 8 and 9, and this is a prayer thanking God. The Lord is the strength of his people. That's um, a declaration in prayer. We say, Lord, you're my strength. I don't have to. It doesn't have to be my mouth or my keyboard or my attitude. You are my strength. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Where do I hide from my enemies? I hide in the Lord. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. All right, so whenever we feel that we're in the hands of our enemies, ultimately that's not true. Say, man, these people have power over my life. Not ultimately. We ultimately in prayer, we remind ourselves that ultimately Jesus has bought and purchased at the price of his own life. He has bought the ultimate rule over your life. So don't take away from Christ and what he's done for us and give it to these people just because they have some temporary ability to affect our lives. Okay. So just a little bit of help on praying for our enemies, both praying that God would destroy, would uh, dismantle their attempts to wreck what he's doing, but also that they're redemptive in nature. If they would join the other side, I'd be for that. I was an enemy, enemy of God when he found me. I don't know about you and I'm glad people were praying for me. I'm glad God frustrated my attempts to be a part of the drug trade and got me to be a part of the hope in Jesus Christ trade, okay? All right, guys, love you and appreciate you, and we'll see you next time for Psalm 29.